0: Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Saturday, March the 2nd. And welcome to our commentary. Very pretty day here in uh, North Texas. Well, we're going to get into a couple of stories, but I do want to remind you that I have a post over at the American Thinker Saturday morning. You can check it out uh, at AmericanThinker.com, where I'm talking about what is tragically happening In many of our cities, and that is the shortage of police officers, they're having a very difficult time recruiting police officers. And there's a good reason for that. Nobody wants to be a police officer, particularly in many of these cities run by the Democrat Party. Now, the article uh, that I'm talking about is linking a story out of the city of Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania. But, you know, we're hearing similar stories out of Baltimore, New York City, uh, Washington, D.C., Chicago, uh, San Francisco. I mean, the fact is that many police officers are either retiring early if they have a shot at getting some money and leaving. They're getting out early uh, or they're just not uh, joining the force whatsoever. Many are quitting altogether. And why is this happening? Because it's very difficult, almost impossible, to be a police officer in these cities. If you do the right thing, you get in trouble. If you do the wrong thing, you get in trouble. And it's just you know, it's uh, it's a mess. And we're not encouraging people and we're not doing it because we're not respecting what they do. We're not honoring the great work that police officers have done over the years. And I I mentioned in the article what a what an amazing contrast this is with what we saw after 9-11. If you remember after 9-11, we were honoring the tremendous work of the police in New York City. Uh, the firemen who went in those buildings, the police who were in the streets taking care of people. And look how far we've come. Look in the summer of 2020 when people were literally attacking the police and burning police cars and burning police stations. Well, it's tough to recruit people in that kind of an environment. And I think this calls on Democrat governors like the one in New York, like the one in Pennsylvania, like the one in Michigan. Um you know, like the one in Wisconsin and Minnesota, calls on them, California. It calls on them to be more proactive and make sure that they are recruiting people because I don't know how you can function as a society if you don't have police officers. I mean, are people going to start defending themselves or is there going to be chaos in the streets or a combination of the two? So it's a problem. It's a problem. And it's a problem primarily in cities run by the democrats that's where the real problem is so it's up to the governors of those states illinois and many of the others to start taking some action to protect their citizens and to start turning things around when it comes to recruiting police officers you know in the article that i'm that i'm linking to in in this post it, they're they're trying to, to somehow get people to join the police force by offering them more money but that's not working because it's not really a money problem; it's a lack of respect problem. They're not respecting the police officers, and that's the reason why they're not joining uh, not joining the force. So, check out my post uh, if you have a chance over at the American at the American Thinker. Well, I've got another post uh, coming out Sunday, and this is about the 2024 election and the very unique quality of the 2024 election because it'll be the first time since uh, President Cleveland was returned to the White House back in 1892, I believe. So that's over 100 and almost 130 years ago. But it was the last time that we had a former president return to the White House back uh, back then. Well, it looks like we're going to have the same thing in 2024 if all the polls are correct and Donald Trump uh, is returned uh, to the White House. But the reason, and what makes this election so unique in 2024, is that not only are these two men running on a rematch, but the reality is the reality is that uh, that many people are are doing a comparison between President Trump and President Biden, and as I mentioned in the article, things were a lot better under President Trump, and I think that's the bottom line uh, for most people things were much better um, in, uh, in during the Trump presidency, where, whether you're talking about the price of gasoline or whether you're talking about uh, the price of food or whether you're talking about safety and safe streets and the situation around the world. Clearly, the border was a lot more stable, to say the least, under President uh, Trump. So I think it, it, people begin to compare. And when they begin to compare, when they begin to compare, then I think that makes uh, President Trump uh, look a lot better. And that's why I believe he's headed for a return to the White House. Now, a lot of things can change, and I always say this at the end, you know, we still have a long time, believe me, a long time before this election happens. But at the moment, it does look like a lot of Americans are a lot happier uh, with the idea of having uh, Donald Trump return uh, to the presidency, and it's all based on results, not really based on personalities. I don't think, you know, that people necessarily like uh, these two candidates. They're just looking at the results, and they're saying things were better when Trump uh, when Trump was uh, was president. So check out my post that will be out uh, tomorrow morning. Let me say hello to my good friend Super Pilot, who is uh, uh, watching. Uh, this, uh, this morning, this Saturday morning. Well, a couple of things on this day in history, just some things that uh, you may not get to see in the media. Desi Arnaz was born on this day in 1917. I've got a post in my blog about uh, Desi Arnaz, and I've done a couple of podcasts about Desi Arnaz. Of course, you probably know him as Ricky Ricardo from I Love Lucy. You know, when our family first came to the United States, a lot of my friends in school kept asking me if I knew Ricky Ricardo because he was the only Cuban they knew. And it was really funny for us and our family because we weren't really that, uh, let's say, expecting so many people to know Ricky Ricardo, but everybody did, it seemed like. So a lot of people would ask us if we, you know, who's Ricky Ricardo? Do you know him? And, of course, we would say, no, we don't know him. We know that he's an actor, but we don't personally know him. I guess they assumed that we were somehow related to, uh, to Ricky Ricardo. But he's got a great story, if you're not familiar with it. He was born in Cuba, and he was born in a politically important family. They got in trouble with uh, the president or something at the time. So he and his mother, Desi and his mother, were sent to the United States, where he worked in Florida for a while. Eventually, he got into show business. Eventually, he had a band, and he was singing in the band. Then I guess he met Lucy. They got married. And you know the rest of the story. They started a TV show called I Love Lucy, probably the most consequential sitcom of the 1950s. And uh, you know know what happened to that show. It became hugely successful. They're still showing it. That's amazing to me. I mean, there's a channel here that shows that every day. Every day you can get to watch I Love Lucy. And some of those shows are now 60 years old and you can watch more than that, actually, because the first show was in 1973, or 1953, I'm sorry, so that's almost 70, that is 70, 70 years ago today. But I Love Lucy, one of the great classics of TV, but there's something else, too, about Desi Arnaz that uh, you may not know. He was the one, and Lucy, too, but the two of them started something called Desi Lu. and Desi Lu became the big studio of the late 50s and in 1960s, if you watch a lot of these old programs like Lost in Space, My Three Sons, Petticoat Junction, I mean, all those sitcoms of the 1960s that we used to watch, and then you watch at the very end of the, of, of the show, it says Desi Lu. It was filmed in Desi Lu or produced by Desi Lu or whatever. That was their production company, and they put together a bunch—I mean, a bunch of shows that were very popular. And Desi Arnaz. Even though he was never known as a great actor, he was a funny guy, but not necessarily a great actor. I mean, Lucille Ball was obviously uh, the acting genius in that duo. But Desi Arnaz became quite a businessman, and he put together that studio, and he really invented the sitcom, what we call the sitcoms of that time. That came out of of those uh, Desi Lou studios. So not only was he a very funny guy playing Ricky Ricardo, But he became an important television executive in the late 50s and 60s. We also remember today Karen Carpenter, who was born on this day. Of course, she passed away. And you know the tragic story with with her case, a very sad story. She had a lovely voice. She passed away, I think it was 1983, at the age of 33 years old. So what a lovely woman she was, and what a great voice, and what a tragedy that she died so young. And on this day in 1836, and I'll leave you with this one, on this day in 1836, that's a long time ago, Texas became an independent country. Texas got its independence. It became the Republic of Texas. Sam Houston was our first president. Then Texas was a republic for about 10 years or so when it became a state in 1845 as number 28. Here's your trivia question. Ask somebody, what number? was the state of Texas when it came into the union. It was number 28. That's your trivia question uh, for the weekend. If you want to make a bet and get yourself a quick cup of coffee or whatever with a friend uh, making a bet. So Texas, number 28 on this day in 1836. Look what's happened to Texas. It's, uh, my goodness, it's it's brought number two in the country right now in population. I would say it may be number one when it comes to politics because we're a very strong political force here in in Texas. And when it comes to the economy, there's no question that the Texas economy is booming and doing quite well. And a lot of that has to do, of course, with the politics and uh, the economics of Texas. So we say happy birthday to the Republic of Texas and later became the state of Texas. You have a great weekend. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. And thank you for watching, everybody.